wanna sing about, so I'm gonna do it now. Ooh. See, Hyphen Podcast Group, it's got a Patreon. And see, me and my partners, we try to stay on. Trying to pay some website bills. And we'd really appreciate it if you would just donate a little something, something. Just a little something, something every month. Because mm-hmm. if you go to patreon.com slash hyphen podcast group, you can get your donate on and you can get rewarded too. Mm-hmm. So make sure that if you're feeling generous, that you reach in, reach in, reach in your pockets and go to our Patreon. Ooh, yeah. One more time, I'ma say it, I'ma say it one more time. It's patreon.com slash hyphen podcast group and you can get your donate on. Get your donate on. Get your donate on. We appreciate it and it keeps the lights on and the sight on and then we don't go down in the middle of the month. Woo woo woo. Yeah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm leaving the building because they're kicking me out. Get away from me, said man. I was nice. You're crazy. Yeah. loyal listeners to the premier podcast for reviewing live entertainment I, I'm, I'm still not completely satisfied with this title I have given my my show my my show that is called catch the show that is what you are catching right now thank you for listening to catch the show the uh I'm not doing it again I'm not doing it again it's now part of what I say for the show, but I'm still not completely satisfied with the name of it. So, what the name? Not the name, but just sort of the premiere pocket, whatever. We'll, we'll we'll come up with something different down the line, whatever. But as of right now, it's the premiere podcast for live entertainment and whatever. Blah blah. Yes, yes, we are here. Number uh, episode thirty four. Thirty four. Episode 34, uh, another episode of Catch the Show. This episode, we will be catching up with another uh, installment to the catch-up segment for this time. Of course, 3-6 Mafia, last time we talked about Chapter 2, 
world domination. This time we're talking about Crazy in the Last Days by Tear the Club Up Thugs. Uh, Yes, we'll get more into that a little bit. And right after that, we will get into my review of Travis Scott's Astro World Tour, Wish You Were Here Tour. Not exactly sure what the official name of the tour is because I've saw multiple multiple names for it. So it's either the Astro World Tour or the Wish You Were Here Tour or the Astro World Wish You Were Here Tour. I don't know, but I saw Travis Scott on the tour. It makes sense to be talking about reviewing Travis Scott his his show and talking about uh three six mafias uh well tearing the club up those uh crazy in the last days track. Um because of course if you listen to Travis Scott's Astroworld there's a track called No Bystanders on it. And on that track he's basically just doing Tear the Club Up. He's just doing his own version of Tear the Club Up by 3-6, of course. You know, instead they just say fuck the club up. Fuck the club up instead. So it makes sense. Doesn't it make, well, doesn't it make sense for me to review 3-6 Mafia's uh, Tear the Club Up Thugs project? Crazy in the last days doesn't make doesn't that make sense for me to do that along with reviewing Travis Scott's Astroworld uh, concert that I went to. I mean, I mean, it makes sense to me. That's why I think. So that's what we're doing this episode. Um, of course, I'd like you guys to uh, make sure you've, uh, you've you've subscribed to the show and whatnot, and that you rate. And review and whatnot. It helps it helps the show get more recognized and whatnot. You know, share the show around too if you want. If you think it's a if you if you enjoy the episode, and you think you know some other people who might enjoy the episode as well. Do that for your boy, please. Uh, along with, of course, you probably have heard it enough, but we can't stress enough to go over to the hyphen podcast group Patreon. Please do that. Please, please, please do that. And and you know if support us however you can support become a patron become a patron on there man we got different tiers to help us support our our website that keeps the shows all the shows the hyphen podcast group shows lemon on edge uh, uh, Browns in our blood hyphen nation of course it's Isla Pal uh, I Black Man and of course this show catch the show that you're listening to we have different tiers whatnot give one dollar. Uh, you get your name mentioned on one of the podcasts at any time, any time, uh, $3, $3, man, you, you, you get your name mentioned as well, but, but we'll also send you the podcast in MP3, in MP3 form via Google drive. So you won't have to wait like everyone else. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, $7, man. Seven dollars. You still get your name mentioned. You still get immediate access to the shows. But, but, you'll get a little more inside information about the shows before they air. Yeah. And it gets even better when you start going to ten dollars or 
$20, you start getting even more stuff. You get, you become more special the more money you give. That's how it works. That's capitalism, ladies and gentlemen. No, I don't think, I don't believe that's capitalism, whatever. But go over, hit that link in the description of the, of the show. Become a patron for Hyphen Podcast Group. It's to help us keep the site afloat so that you can be caught up on all the shows such as this one you are listening to. All right. That's all we want you to do along with supporting our shows, checking, listening to our shows on the hyphen podcast group. Okay. Just that's all we ask. That's all we ask. Very simple. All right. So now that we've, we've, we've got that out the way and clarified that, uh, um, clear, clarified that now, Let's get into the catch-up. Let's talk about our album for this episode. So, mm, Crazy in the Last Days by Tear the Club Up Thugs. A lot happened since the last 3-6 Mafia album, in terms of history, not currently, uh, present-wise, but present-wise, but a lot happened since the last episode, uh, since the last album uh, for three six back in that time. So the last album, of course, we talked about was Chapter Two, World Domination by Three Six. I dug it. I liked it. There was a change that I was starting to notice. That um, I was I was I I liked the album. I really liked the album, but I wasn't feeling it. Well, I don't know. I can't really. I honestly, honestly, I've been listening to so much to Crazy, Crazy in the Last Days. I can't even remember how I felt about the last one, because uh, I just gotta keep listening to the albums over and over again so I can have a formal opinion of for the whole project from top to bottom. So my brain right now is like Crazy in the Last Days. Remember very little from the last album. But what was going on for three six around this time? was pretty much they were making a transition from uh, Prophet Posse to Hypnotized Minds, which, of course, Hypnotized Minds is the label that 3-6 Mafia uh, is associated with. So basically, after... Um, the, well, this is basically going on around... Uh, 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 this is basically going on around Chapter 1, actually... Um, because they did, they put out the Prophet Posse um, compilation body parts, which I heard, I thought it was cool. Um, and so basically, in '96, it says uh, DJ Paul and Juicy J, they were having some legal issues uh, and falling out with um, Nick Scarfo, uh, who I guess was, um, I guess he uh, had something to do. Uh, he he formed Prophet. Basically, form profit pos uh, not profit possible profit records. Um, so, with that, they went on to make their own independent label uh, for, of course, their music, three six music, and um, they did it with Relativity Records. Uh, they did it with Relativity, and um, three six Mafia. Not only did they go over there, but of course they took some of their crew from Profit. 
So they took some of their crew from Profit, well, most of their crew from Profit, went over to Relativity, formed Hypnotized Minds, and they also signed a deal with Sony. And that's how they started uh, beginning to work on Chapter 2, World Domination. So, fast forward now over to Tear the Club Up Ducks, which is a side project, basically, of DJ Paul, Juicy J, and Lord Infamous. So, and this is apparently, this album is considered to be one of the first albums to define crunk. That's what it says. I guess so. I mean, it's 99. Crunk for me came in like shit, like maybe like 2002, 2003, if I'm like somewhere between there, like between 2002, 2004. That's when I was aware of crunk. You know, like crunk for, for us on the East Coast was when Lil John the East Side Boys became hot. When that when that when they happened. So, you know, I wouldn't I would I would definitely not dispute Crazy in the Last Days being the one of the definitive crunk albums. Uh so yeah. So that and that's how where we're here at now. Till the Club Up Thugs, aka DJ Paul, Lord Infamous, and Juicy J. Of course, Taylor Club of Thugs, I don't need to say, that comes up from the, the, the last, uh, uh, comes from, um, you know, the name, of course, comes from their, one of the most infamous, pun intended, uh, hits by 3-6 Mafia, Taylor Club Up. So, yeah, now, this is, apparently, this is considered part of 3-6's, uh, discography like this is considered like their fourth album some i mean to some degree uh and hey we'll just rock with it we'll just rock with it let's just rock with it and let's just get into it and accept it for what it is so of course the album starts off with an intro of threats by the three <laughs> by the three to the club of thugs uh threats to the point where, towards the end, it sounds like they're, they 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 just start turning on each other with the threats. Like, you shut the fuck up, and like they're now they're just like going back and forth with each other. It, it's 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 funny at this point because you know to expect either a skit of threats from them or a skit of them jumping somebody. Just funny. Like just funny, like it's supposed to be menacing, I get, or or it's supposed to be funny, just the way it do. I mean, there is one skit on here that is just straight up, uh, funny, that follows suit in that way. But yeah, we go into who the crunkest. Nice, oh, a nice intro track, featuring Project Pat, who we will we're we're gonna talk about Project Pat in a little because, because Project Pat, man, like he's. I feel like whenever you say 3-6 Mafia and you know 3-6 Mafia or any of the Hypnotized Mind catalog, you do, everyone mentions Project Pat. Because Project Pat is that dope. But he still feels like he's the unsung hero of 
all that music, of all of that legacy. Um, and we'll get more into that a little bit once I once once we get to so another pat, uh, another project pat feature on this album. But but yeah, it's one of the things that um who the crunk is in the yeah I love that track. Uh, it's the dope dope opener. Uh, right after that was smoked out with Twista. Uh, it's, it's an okay track, kind of skippable. Uh, one of the standout two of the standout things for me. Is, I mean, of course. One of the first things Infamous says on this album uh, is the first word to come out of his mouth on on his verse is hearses. So, I mean, if, you know, I just love how Lord Infamous is consistent with his brand and his style. And he's just like, he's just, he's just like a, a fucking always going to be talking about dark shit. He's always going to be talking about devil. He's always going to talk about hell. He's always going to be talking about blood and murder and, and horror and just like that's that's why he has a, an album I believe. He calls himself uh, is it King of Horrorcore or Lord of Horrorcore. I forget. I need to check it out. I want to check that out now because I want to I, I do believe he's definitely one of the top five horrorcore MCs of all time. Like easily easily just off of these three six albums he has been like strong like just really on top of that and i love it i love that about him um the other thing about this track smoked out is twister twister is the standout on the track of course it's twister it's twister of course now here's another thing about this album is It seems like they were just just, just basing off the features here with Twista and, and Crucial Conflict on this album. It seems like they have pretty much were moving on from their beefs and whatnot because you know they had to live by your rep, a track that was a diss towards Bone. But you know I watched interviews and stuff, and amidst all of that, they were really beefing with. Anyone it seemed like was really taking their well, I feel like more so infamous style because infamous infamous and sometimes Coopster would really speed up their style, really do kind of the triple flow, whatnot. And of course, Bone had um, the Art of War, which is an album just completely targeted towards anyone they thought was ripping their style off. 3-6 especially, but also Twista and Crucial Conflict and whatnot. And I saw in, in an interview with DJ Paul where he was talking about, like, you know, like, yeah, they were young and they were just, you know, just thinking that everyone was ripping them off and everyone was feeling like they were ripping them off and whatnot. And, you know, then he realized that, like, artists like Crucial Conflict and Twista, that was just, like, that's the Midwest style. Like, that was just that Midwest style at that time, you know. From, from, that just, that was just what they were doing, which is something that really needs to be looked at, too. Because, like, very interesting, such a specific flow and style, like, such a unique one for so many people to be doing, like, Crucial Conflict and Twista and, do or die, I would say do or die, but I can't remember if do or die was really doing that style or not. I'm not that familiar with do or die. I know like maybe a song or two, but 
and Bone Thugs too, even though Bone Thugs are Cleveland, but just for that style, that fast-paced flow rapping style, to have been such a prominent thing that so many artists were doing at a time, specific time, should definitely need to be looked at a little deeper. Should be looked at. Somebody should cover that a bit more. But yeah, Twister was standing out on that track. Um, number four, I'm losing it. I'm losing. Didn't really care for too much. Um, I, I I do. It's one of uh, like I think three Lord Infamous solo tracks on this joint that I did. Uh, I do like it. On, Infamous does have some tracks to himself on here. Uh, unfortunately, though, um, wasn't really feeling this one. Uh, don't really like the repetitive, you know, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing. I, just, I don't really care for that hook too much. That's just me. Um, one of the best tracks, though, on this entire project is Throw Your Sets with Crucial Conflict. Crucial Conflict, of course, you, you know, if you know who Crucial Conflict is, then you know, hey, in the middle of the bond. you know that, you know that track. They did not come to play on this on this on this album on this track specifically. They go off on this track like they are just on fire on this track. Like I to the point I'll go as far as saying pause this pause this episode and go look up go your sets. By Three Six Mafia featuring Crucial Conflict. Go listen to that track. Then when you're done with it, come back to this episode. All right. Go ahead, pause. Pause right now. All right. Are you back? What'd you think? Am I right or am I right? Like Crucial, Crucial Conflict stole the show. Stole the show on that track. Like they stole that track. Like that's. That's their song, as a matter of fact. It, it should, it, I'll go as far as saying that. It should say crucial. It should be credited as crucial conflict featuring Terry Club up there. Like, to be honest, like, they, they take over that track. Damn, that like, crucial, crucial conflict. Like, I don't know if they were, like, because some people will make arguments for, for acts like Crucial Conflict and, like, maybe Death Effects and, like, Few Schnickens as being, like, kind of gimmicky or novelty acts of their time or whatever. I don't know. But, like, some of these acts were really maybe ahead of their time, like, for real, and didn't get their due. Because, like, look at Bone Thugs and the success they had with the style they had and how unique they were. And it's kind of, and it's like, they're not getting their, 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 their props as they should today. Whereas 3-6, they finally are. A lot of people are, are, are now copying 3-6's style. A lot of uh, people are, are copying their, their, their sound. And a lot of people are just remaking the shit. Like, there's some, there's some, like, there's some stuff off this album that has been, remade today over the last couple of years like we'll get to it but yeah crucial crucial conflict though like they 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 did their thing on this track that's basically what i gotta say they did their thing after that it's the track undercover freaks 
um, featuring Too Short and T-Rock. Too Short does his thing. It's right, you know, it's right feel for the track. Right, right person to be on the track. But T-Rock, real quick, guys, put the spotlight on T-Rock. T-Rock is someone that uh, from the um, Hypnotized Minds posse uh, that I, I we, we, we got to talk about real quick. Because I watched um, when 3-6 and Hypnotized Minds went to um, uh, Rap C, Rap C episode. It's on YouTube. You can find it. And uh, they brought a few of their artists from uh, Hypnotized Minds artists there to go in the booth and spit freestyle. And the one that really stuck out to me was T-Rock. And that got me to the point where I was like, I gotta hear some of the, the tracks they did with T Rock and, and hear, you know, hear T Rock's story and whatnot and the, inter- the interview he did and whatnot. Um and T Rock, man, like T Rock was something very special. I miss all the hypnotized minds artists, man. Like everyone is dope in their own way, of course. But T Rock, damn. Like, that dude was on something else. Like, best way I could describe, um, I could describe, uh, uh, just him and what made him unique to the sound and whatnot is, uh, or just amongst so many dope artists from that posse, from that clique is... Just T-Rock sounds like a Southern Tupac almost. With a little more depth to his lyrics. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But just the 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 the, the aggression and the delivery and the way he says his words. Like has he lie like can you just like lying through your teeth? Like listen to it and you'll hear what I'm saying like just the way he, he he the way he delivers tracks man he comes he comes with it like he comes the bus like for real uh so yeah uh, T-Rock T-Rock is a shit T-Rock's probably one of my personal favorites like top easily from the hypnotized minds uh uh roster and whatnot like T-Rock for sure yeah let's talk about T-Rock there we go uh next track was Web Party featuring Spice One and M Child Kind of skippable song to me. Kind of skippable. Not bad at all. Just kind of skippable to me. Next few tracks are actually just pretty skippable. I'm not even going to lie. Like, Elbow Nigga featuring Project Pat. Like, skippable. Hell no. Kind of funny. Kind of funny track. But, um, again, skippable. Not really. Uh, Get Buck, Get Wild, too, with Crunchy Black. Like, even that one's a bit, a little a little skippable as well to me. Though I will say, very f- kind of funny, but just the way it starts out, so melodic, so nice and sweet, and just very kind of beautiful with the piano playing and whatnot. And then it just, of course, goes to like, straight up crunk, you know, get buck, get wild, let's tear the club right now, let's tear the club up the Like, I, I love the hook by Crunchy Black, but, the rest of the tracks just kind of yeah, for me, but that just that opening part though with the piano is actually pretty, 
It's actually pretty dope, I have to admit. Um, but yeah, right, they, Wet Party down to that track, they're just kind of skippable, like just kind of for, for forgivable. I mean, I mean, and and I and it's because honestly, on top of the album being a bit longer being a bit long, like, the album is, like, over an hour, it's, like, an hour and 14, 15 minutes, maybe, max, this is when, I would say, this is when 3-6 start to get a little repetitive, I'll go as far as saying, like, this is where they were starting to get a little mainstream, basically, um, and, yeah, I'm, but mostly repetitive as well, like, stuff just started to get, like, kind of new with the space, like, I'm losing it, like, going back to the track, I'm losing it, like, that track sounds like, I mean, it's typical, what you expect, you know, it's just like, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing. like that, Elbow Nigga is your standard 3-6 track, like, let's take away to beat someone up and question if they will actually do it. Uh, with the words nigga and motherfucker, like, specifically, I bet you won't insert form of violence, (laughs) I bet you won't elbow a nigga, elbow a nigga, I bet you won't hit a motherfucker, like, on the last album, hit a motherfucker, you know, I bet you won't knee a motherfucker, I bet you won't kick a motherfucker, I bet you won't punch it, like, it just... Take this phrase and insert different form of abuse. Basically. That's what I mean by it's getting a little redundant at this point. I guess probably like the staple of 3-6 music. Like you expect that track from this point on. Uh, So I won't be surprised on the next album we talk about that there is another track saying I bet you won't do this uh, as the hook. But, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with those tracks. It's just, like, they're repetitive. You know, like, you you know what you know what to expect. Like, you know how it's going to go. Um, so we get to uh, On the Block skit, which is, uh, going back to what it says, one of those skits, of course, where they're, they're, they're jumping somebody. It's done a little funnier, though, for for comedic sensibility, you know, it's humorous. Um, right after that, we get into What You're Looking For, featuring Project Pack. I like that track a lot, a lot mostly because of Pat. And what I was going to say to earlier was, like, to Project Pat being the unsung hero, it's like, he, he blends in so well with everyone on the tracks he does that it's almost like, He's like that, he's like almost like the Capadonna or the Street Life or the Killer Priest to Three Six, where it's just like, this dude might as well just officially be part of the group. Like, he might as well, like, Pat Ship might as well just officially be part of Three Six Mafia. Or even, or at least tear the club up, though. It's like, he, it should be him, Jay, Paul. And infamous, like that, that should pretty much be it. I mean, Pat's on quite a few of these tracks. I mean, he's on. See, he's on a total like four or five tracks on this album. So I mean, might as well 
you know, I mean, four or five tracks after out of like twenty four is you know ain't much, but I mean, like Project Pat just always comes through. He always fits in with 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 everyone on the track. So I mean, it's just like might as well make him part of the group, you know. <laughs> but I, I get it, though, you know, that was then whatever. But basically, what I'm saying Project Pat is that dude. For real. Like, Project Pat is that dude. Um, Paper Chase. I like that track. I like the beat on that more than anything. With um, Paper Chase got Hussein Fatal on it. Fatal. Uh, I dug that track a lot. The track right after that, though, is Hypnotize Cash Money. Now, this actually... This is funny. Uh, shout out to Kellen, a.k.a. Hyphen. He sent me a video on Twitter. He sent me the video to this track on Twitter. And I forgot all about this video. I remembered this video as soon as I saw it because I was growing up as a kid. I was a big Hot Boys fan. Like, Hot Boys was literally, you know, pun intended, they were hot in my school when they were out. Like, I remember, like, kids in my class being like, okay, like, I'm, I'm like, I don't know what we were playing or what they were playing to where they were just like, okay, I'm BG, you're juvenile. And fighting over who wants to be Lil Wayne or who wants to be Juvenile. You know, like, no, you got to be Turk. I'm Juvenile. And I would always, I was always the kind of kid where it was just like, okay, I know who everyone's going to be fighting over. Let me take the person I like that no one's going to really fight over. So I would be like, well, I'm Manny Fresh of the big timers. Like, I'll be Manny Fresh. Which, perfect for me, because Manny Fresh is one of the best Southern producers, period. Well, probably one of the argument, probably just one of the best producers, period, in general. But yeah, so I forgot all about this video until Hyphen uh, sent it to So shout out to Hyphen, shout out to Kellen uh, for, for sending that video because that brought back some memories that I completely forgot about. Uh, but yeah, this is one of my favorite tracks off the album, Hypnotize, Cash Money. Featuring uh, the Hot Boys and Birdman, or BG Juvenile Birdman, Lil Wayne Turk, you know, or or just or just basically the Hot Boys and Big Timers, because I mean the Big Big Timers is Birdman, Manny Fresh, and Manny Fresh uh, co-produced the track with Paul and Juicy, so yeah, I love this track. This track is dope. Um, here. Just, just hearing young Lil Wayne back then, like knowing what he is today, is is funny, as well. Juvenile though is, has my favorite verse. I, mean, I love Juvenile's verse on this track. Um, it made me forget just how fucking dope Juvenile is. Like, like Ju- Juvenile was definitely like just his voice, his accent. The way, just his 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 delivery, his style, like just ju- juvenile, like just ju- juvenile. I don't, I I mean, I want to say maybe he's not getting his credit, but I think juvenile does. When people like when people bring up juvenile, like I don't think there's really any argument against juvenile's influence or how dope ju- or how good juvenile was, like. Ju- juvenile that dude. Like, juvenile's that dude. For real. Um, right after that, 
but yeah, I like that track. Hypnotized Cash Money, one of my favorite tracks off this album. Right after that, though, we have uh, When God Calls Time Out. Another Lord Infamous solo cut that I'm not too big on. But I like the theme of, uh, uh, of like, what are you going to do when the world ends, basically? It's apocalypse. I hate, <laughs> I hate, though, in, in just sort of, like, a humor, humorous, like, not hate, like, hate, hate. But I, I do, the beginning little skit, monologue or whatever of this track um, it, it is, is very funny to me uh, with just sort of, if it's just talking to the, I don't know who it is, but he's, he's just he's just like, man, what 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 if, what if the world ends, whatever, you know, like what what what, what are you gonna do when the world ends? And the dude is just, he must be, he sounds high out of his mind, cause he just laughs, he just like, ah, I don't know, bro, that sucks, man, <laughs> that sucks, bro. You know, it's just, it's, man, that, that's I don't know, man. I'm gonna call it out, <laughs> like. What the f- what the hell is this? <laughs> like what? What is this dude? Like you could re-record this with someone better. Like who? Who, who is this? With this very stupid, like it just sounds ridiculous. Like just this idiot. Like just, just like, I, I don't know, bruh. <laughs> like just completely laughing, like. Like I, if I was infamous, I would be like, "Yo, come on, man! Like, I'm, I'm asking you a serious question here. Like, what are you gonna do if the world was to end to, like today, basically?" And just be like, I don't know, man. <laughs> that sucks, man. Like, yo, <laughs> can you take this track a little serious? Like, come on, man. What's going on? <laughs> like, what's up with you, dude? <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't get that. Like, why is he so? Like just kind of giggly, and all just like not taking it from seriously. I mean, it's it's just a track, but I mean, it just it sounded just sounded weird <laughs> to go with. But whatever. This was honestly, I wasn't really feeling any of the Lord Infamous solo because on here it sucks to say because he is my favorite out of Three Six Mafia. But yeah, this I wasn't feeling this one, or I'm losing it. Um, so yeah, yeah, and there's another one we'll get to in a little bit, but rather this is Big Business, it's a remix of, it's basically a remix, uh, of the, uh, the track that they did on the Mystic Styles album, um, I actually like this version a lot better, I like the beat so much more, um, here, it's just the dark synths, the dark synth melody on it just did yeah yeah that part and then there's the um like i love i love just the dark synth on it it's big business it's big business bitch it's big business it's big business bitch like i love this i love this track i love this version of it more than the original um, next, there's a skit after it when it's on its murder. Then after that, we start getting into some more of this. Pretty much the the, the singles, the hits off of this record, which is uh, "Push 'Em Off." Which when I first heard it, 
uh, I was just like, this sounds very familiar. Who has used this beat before? Immediately, Tech Nine came to mind. And I knew I was right. So I had to figure out, like, okay, what Tech Nine song has used this beat? And I found it. It was uh, Tech Nine used this beat years later on, the, on his uh, Planet Rock, uh, his version, his Down South mix, his Down South version of uh, Planet of Planet Rock 2K. Uh, I really dig. Uh, tech Nine, like, yeah, I, I dig that. I dug that. If I realize that, I always like that track too, just because that beat. You know, it's even better here. Uh, so. Where's my thing? Where's my thing? Where's my notes? Lost my notes. Oh, here I know. Found, found them. Found them. But yeah, yeah, I really, do. I, I like, I like pushing my push them off. Is uh, push them off is one of my favorite tracks over here. On top of, of course, slob on my knob, which we got a little hint of off the last album. I think that was, that was the last album, I believe, where Juicy J used it in the verse, and here it's a full song. Uh, slob on my knob, of course. Classic three six song. Uh, to I mean to the point where a few years ago, ASAP Ferg practically remade it with a uh, plain Jane. You know, so that's what I'm talking about. Three six influence still rocking the day. Um, slob on my knob, classic, of course. Track all dirty hoes. What's dope? I, I like I, I like I like the, the I like the the um the uh the the sample on it, but of course I really love Gangsta Boo on this track. Really love Gangsta Boo on it. Uh, Gangsta Boo does her thing on the track. I think she stills stills a show on this on this track. And that's the thing. That's the main thing I have to say about this album is the features take away almost from not really take away i mean the features are the big are the highlights of this album the features are the highlights of this album with um they because all the most of the pretty much damn near all the features outshine the Taylor club of thugs they outshine juicy j and dj paul and lord infamous too on a lot of these tracks um I guess you could say that's a problem of having so many features is that could happen, but the features are just that good on it, man. I mean, Twisted does his thing on it. Crucial Conflict, they for sure do their thing on it. Too short, you know what to expect. But T-Rock, like I said, like T-Rock is just that dude. Uh, Spice One and M-Child do their thing. Project Pat, of course. He is no slouch. Hot Boys, they kill it. And, and yeah, you, of course, Gangsta Boo's going to come on and do her thing on this as well. Next track after that is the last of uh of the Lord Infamous solo cuss, which is Triple Six Clubhouse. I like this one out of the three the most. Easily. I like the beat on it. I like the, the weird, like bittersweet symphony by the verve type switch up that comes out of nowhere. Uh in the midst of it. Uh it sounds like Lord Infamous is almost about to do his verse off of um smoke out again. Uh but I like this track the most. I like this track the most. I've any of the Lord Infamous solo cuts on here. Um, a nigga's worst downfall comes right after that. Don't care for that track too much. 
It's unforgivable. But right after that, of course, we got to have our hypnotized minds, profit posse, uh, cut, uh, posse cut uh, with Coops the Nicka and Crunchy Black on it and some members of uh, 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 Killer Kazi Clan. Uh, or Killer Clan Kazi, I forget, or Kazi, I like some different versions, MC Max, Scamman, Project Pat on it, uh, yeah, of course, they always come through with the posse cuts, the posse cuts are, are, are damn near flawless every time, like, you can't go wrong with a 3-6 Mafia, Hypnotized Mind, Slash Profit, Posse cut, like, you cannot go wrong with any of those, they always come through and kill it, and then after that, uh, the last track is, uh, 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 just a like thirty second little thing of them saying coming up next is uh, when the smoke clears, which is the next album we will be talking about for sure. We will definitely be talking about when the smoke clears next in uh, a few episodes later. Uh, we will, but yeah, overall, I have to be honest. I was not feeling this album as much as I hoped I would, and. Most of that has to do with just it being, one, a little too long. It's over an hour. Uh, two, there's a lot of filler tracks. There's a lot of filler tracks that just kind of, and filler in the sense of just like, they're kind of repetitive of tracks you've heard by 3-6 before. Uh, like I said with Elbow and Nick, it's just, it just sounds like a standard, like typical 3-6. I bet you won't insert whatever track, you know, uh, insert whatever into line type track, you know, um, and then on top of that, another thing is just really, um, a lot of these features, there's a little too many features and a lot of these features outshine the main artists, which are the, the three, the Terror Club of Thugs, you know, the trio on here. Um, even though Infamous has his own solo cuts throughout the, uh, throughout this album, um, and also just, just like, even though it is a side project, basically, from Three Six Mafia, kind of just like you getting half the group, you kind of want to hear the rest of the group, like you're kind of waiting for the rest of the group to pop up more in it, and one problem that I did have was on this with is that. Um, Coops the Nicka. Coops the Nicka is like my second favorite in 3-6. Um, right next to, well, it's kind of tied between him and Gangsta Boo, to be honest. But Coops the Nicka is one of my favorites in 3-6. And he's, he's damn near not on here at all, almost. Like, he only, he comes up with the tail end on the Hypnotized Minds track. Uh, his verse is dope. And and that's about it. Like he's not on here for the rest of the album. I don't know if he what was the if he was having some issues with him or whatever or what was the case. But yeah, I want more Coopsta on this. Like I would like a track where it was just like like Blue and Crunchy Black had where it was like featuring just Coop just featuring Coopsta Nick like Coopsta was the only feature on it. I because I love what Coopsta does on a track with Infamous. Uh, well, with everybody, because it almost sounds like him and Infamous are trying to, like, they're either trying to be on the same page or either, like, they're trying to, like, top each other style-wise. Uh, but, yeah, overall, not bad, just wasn't feeling it. 
uh, as much as I thought I would, because, um, you know, it's the three, the three, the three guys that without them, there's no three six. Uh, without DJ Paul or Lord Infamous or Juicy J, there's no three six. So I thought this would be top notch. I thought this would be like the best one so far. But no, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just, yeah, I was a little underwhelmed. Like I, but it's all good. Because the next one we're going to do is what I hear is supposed to be the album. Like this is the 3-6 record uh, of their discography. And that is When the Smoke Clears, sixty six sixty one. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to 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 doing to listening to that one and reviewing that one uh, for sure because I know that one's got the hits that I love on it. The, the, I know that one's just I know that one's just gonna be beast. I know. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, can't wait to get to that one. Can't wait to get to that joint. So, yes. What are we about to do now? Well, we are going to get into our concert review portion of the episode. Of course, I just talked about the Tear the Club Up Thugs album, Crazy in the Last Days. And uh, like I mentioned, Travis Scott did a track called No Bystanders. Off of his Astral World album, uh, that was practically a remake of Three Six Ten the Club Up, so makes sense to review Travis Scott, another Southern uh, hip hop superstar of today's time. Of course, yeah, I got the chance to see Travis Scott on the Astral World tour a few months ago. Uh, very interesting show to talk about, uh, to, to talk about, of course, but to experience, say the least. So we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But first, but first, now hear this. The following has been filtered to remove all ego, to provide the best quality material for listeners. Thank you, on behalf of the Hyphen Podcast Group. My name is Miles Amadeus Prower. I have what I believe is a pretty cool podcast that you probably never heard of. I Black Man Podcast is a view of a white world, seen with the aid of a black light and a little humor to help you cope. So check out the I Black Man Podcast on iTunes and anywhere you listen to podcasts. The pocket, the trigger, the mess up, the hit all gathered in secrecy, and flying high in the Just know what this about. Mm-hmm. Palm trees, oceans, fresh air, that can break your heart. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to be God. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to be God. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, yes. 
Travis Scott. We are about to talk about Travis Scott. And if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that what I'm doing right now is stalling to get myself together. <laughs> Tip. So uh, I can figure out a excuse me, proper way to get into uh, this portion of the episode. Um... Well, let's let's just let's just do it organically like I like I've done in the past, and let me just talk about uh, let me just present to you what we what we are about to get into. It's Travis Scott's Astroworld colon Wish You Were Here tour. Um, this is Travis's first big arena tour, and we'll. But we'll get a little, not too much, but just a little more into that uh, once we, we talk a little bit about Travis uh, himself and his performance on the tour. But yeah, this isn't my first time I've seen Travis Scott live before. Uh, I actually uh, saw Travis years ago open for The Weeknd um, on the, at The Weeknd's, uh, what tour was it, was it the... Uh, uh, the, 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 what was it called? The, the Madness Tour? I can't remember what it was called. It was for the album Beauty, the Beauty Behind the Madness. It was for that album. Um, but, but, yeah, I saw Travis open for the weekend. It was the first time I've seen him live. Um, and I honestly did not like him. Um, I, I didn't really care for his music. Um, and on top of that, he was still, if you're a Travis fan, you know what I'm referring to. I say he was still doing that kind of obnoxious uh, shit of, you know, trying to tell security not to do their jobs. Just let them rage. Just let the audience rage, man. Like, just that, that shit was the, was the first time I had ever really noticed Travis. Uh, not the show, but just seeing him perform uh on like tv or something else and he was doing that stuff just really stopping his performance to harass whoever was doing their job most most of the time it seemed like it was security and i was just like what do do just they have a job they have to do there's a protocol they have to do they have to make sure there's some safety it's you know and calling it raging i hate when he calls it raging it's just what he means moshing it's not raging, okay? It's just moshing. But you know, if you if you can't tell um, by the tone of my voice, I am not really a Travis Scott fan, to be honest. Um, I mean, I don't have a problem with Travis Scott. I mean, even past the what I just talked about. Um, seems like he doesn't really do that anymore. Seems like he's past that. Kinda. I'm not sure. I mean, that was just when he was starting out. But um, <laughs> that was my Xbox. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" I thought I muted it. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it seems like he's past that. You know, that kind of. I don't know what you would call that, that, that whole, his whole deal then, but, um, it seems like he's passed, it seems like he's matured a little more, of course, I mean, he's gotten bigger, of course, um, 
but yeah, I just wasn't, I was never really a fan of his sound because I get bored with trap after a while. Like, you gotta really do something different with trap. Like, you either gotta be really spitting, really rapping, or it's gotta be, like, some experimental type trap or whatnot. And Travis, his music seems to be going a little more experimental with trap, but still being pretty mainstream, still being pretty radio-friendly, basically. Uh, I mean, to some degree, I mean, it's not really radio-friendly, but, you know, just, like, what the radio will play, basically. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I've been with Travis. I mean, there's there's been stuff I liked, you know. Um, I listened to Rodeo, gave him a shot. I dug, I, I dug some parts of it, not all of it, but I dug some parts of it. Um, I listened to, uh, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> Sorry, guys, as you guys know at this point, I'm doing, I'm recording this right after seeing the show. But, um, I, I, I didn't like Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight. That's, I don't even like that title, but I, I didn't really care for that album, uh, at all. Uh, and, and, and what doesn't help too is just the hype around Travis Scott. It's just, it's a bit overrated in my opinion. It's a bit much. You know, like I don't have a problem with him. You know, I think he's definitely talented. Uh, I think he definitely deserves um, some props for uh, his style and and what he's done and and how he's popularized his sound. Uh, or the sound, yeah, his sound, basically, but, um, I mean, some people just, some, some publications, some, some media forms, you know, he sometimes gets praised as if he's just a second coming, <laughs> you know, if you know what I mean, and that's one of the things that just kind of turns me off, it's just like, I'm easily turned off by people that are overrated, you know, or, or overhyped, not overrated so much, but overhyped, um, and I can't really find the hype it, you know, if I just, you know, like Post Malone is a perfect example, like, you know, if I keep hearing about Post Malone and I go listen to his latest record and I'm like, I don't get it, then it kind of kills him for me, you know? I think it's for most people, it's the same thing, but yeah, that that was, that, that's basically how my relationship with Travis Scott's music has been for a while now. Now, World came out, I said, okay, let me, let me give it a listen, let me just, you know, you know, so much hype around this, let me just give it just check it out, it's not going to hurt me, check it out again, you know, give me one more time, three, third time's a charm maybe, or three strikes, you're out, and then listen to Astroworld, and I really enjoyed Astroworld, I really do like Astroworld, um, and I don't hate trap, I just, like I said, I just, I like trap music, I just like very variety, in it. like, I just like something different with it, you know, or if you're going to rap over trap music, like, really rap, you know, like you don't have to mumble, you don't have to be melodic, you don't have to auto tune all the time. 
which some things that Travis is sometimes guilty of himself, you know, but I, I, I like people to do something different with trap. And the thing I liked about Astro World was that it was um it was a, it was about experimental with trap as you could possibly get in a mainstream popular sound or or, or, or scope basically. Um so I like what he did with that record. I really did. You know, I, I like the first half of it um, a lot. Uh, about the middle, like around once it gets to like what skeletons, maybe or after a five percent tent, I'm like, oh, okay, I, I can do without this. But like towards the end, once it gets to like who's uh, well, like astral thunder maybe or, or can't say. That's where I'm like, okay, I like this. And I like Houston Fornication. I like how it ends with, uh, I think it's Coffee Bean is the last track, too. So overall, I, I really like the, I really like Astroworld. And so when, uh, you know, this tour coming to town, to my workplace, where I am able to see uh, a good majority of the shows that I review for this show for you, the listener um, I was very I was very uh, not excited but definitely a little more more than interested to see what kind of show he was going to put on Um, because I know he's 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 one of these artist that really considers himself an artist, so I've you know, and he's a Kanye protege at that too, kind of, you know, so I, I had a feeling that he was going to try to put on the best show he possibly could uh, of an arena spectrum, you know, spectacle of some sort, you know, uh, and also just, I was very interested to see what he would do with the Astral World theme, because of course, uh, for those, well, not of course, but for those who don't know, he the he calls the album the album's title Astro World comes from the the former Six Flags Park in Houston, Texas. Six Flags Astro World that used to be in Houston, Texas, which is where Travis is from. So there's a there's a theme park uh uh, uh theme well, amusement yeah, theme park theme to the album uh and the tour. And um that's something I, I I've I've liked that he's done even with the merchandise as well. Um I would cop it if I was a, a big Travis fan, but like I said, I'm I'm not really, but this you know this album is is a good start, you know, is is a better is for uh, for me in that direction maybe, you know. Um but I, I, I did like the whole theme park. I do like the whole theme park um, uh, gimmick he's going with. Basically a concept that he's going with for everything revolving around this album. And so I was really interested to see what he was going to do with an arena tour for this album. Uh, you know, with that theme, with that that uh, concept of, a uh, you know, his own theme park, basically, and we'll get more into that because he he did come through with that uh, with that theme. So yeah, um, 
this was a sold out show. Um, and I have a feeling it would be that way because, uh, I mean, Travis is one of the hottest artists right now. Um, of all the newer, more popular acts, Travis is, is definitely um, up there. Uh, one of those people. You know, along the likes of the Drakes and the Kendrick Lamars and the J. Coles and, you know, I guess you could say Chance the Rappers as well and Migos and... Uh, uh, um, so many. Yeah, so many. So, um, yeah, man, I, I've, I've, you know, I figured this show was going to be sold out. And I figured the crowd that would be selling this show out would be exactly who I was surrounded with, you know. And sorry if you look in the mirror. And you real and you realize you fall into this category of supreme hype beast and aspiring Instagram models. That was the the, the crowd for the most part of the night <laughs> of all creeds and colors, you know. All the women were were very beautiful in their 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 best you know their best dresses heels and 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 ripped jeans and 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 fur coats and you know their you know their hair done up the best and I bet they probably did a get ready with me video before they came to the to the venue of course uh uh <laughs> I'm not being a hater. I'm, I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing at y'all. And with y'all. If if you can take a joke. But, um, you know. They, you know, they vlogged and probably Snapchat. And, and, you know, I mean, several took 50-something pictures before he even got inside the place. Yeah, I know, I know you are, girls. I know you are. You know, you're all up on the, the gram and whatnot, you know, with your thousands of followers that God knows how you got them. <laughs> because it, I know one ch- chunk of it has to come from the fact that you got about, uh, well, that, the, the, <laughs> that a good, a good, 30-50% of those followers are the same supreme head-to-toe wearing Vans uh, a skinny jean rocking <laughs> yo let me post this YouTube video of all the latest like I got my I bought the whole supreme spirit fall collection you know, motherfucking hype beast fuck boys that were also at this show. Okay, it sounds like and and, and look, it sounds like I'm hating. I will not <laughs> I will I, I will not deny that. It does sound like I'm hating, but I'm not hating, I don't hate y'all, right? But stereotypes, cliches, uh 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 uh, uh specific kinds of people 
come on. Like you, you, you have your demographics. You're, you exist. You exist. Know who you are. You know. So you know that's that's basically what I was surrounded by. That's basically what we were doing. It was like sixteen over sixteen thousand of these kinds of people. You know. And look, that doesn't mean that they weren't cool people or weren't nice. Well, some of them were very cool, some were very nice. Some of them were assholes and rude bitches. I had co-workers and some friends who went to the show and, and, and could attest to that. To just some of the people they had to deal with in their sections and the seats next to them and whatnot. But fortunately enough, my experience, um, I didn't have to deal with it. Most of the people I dealt with, you know, whether they were, you know, wearing their, 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 you know, their man purses, or, you know, or they were taking, having a, you know, a photo shoot with their girlfriends near the men's bathroom because the wall just was the perfect backdrop for the for the pics I guess I don't know regardless of, of whatever the type of people the people I dealt with for the most part of the night were pretty cool we're, we're alright you know, I was fortunate enough to not have to deal with a bunch of annoying jackasses but they were there I am aware they were there um and yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people sold out show. Um, merchandise, I have to speak on real quick before we get into the actual show, show portion of it. Merchandise, Travis Scott had some, some had, he's making some money, man. He's making some money. He, he's got a whole store's worth of merchandise. He's got some. He's got his merchandise game on fire. I mean, he's got the money to put that together, of course, but the, the backing, of course, and everything. But man, yeah, he. I could. Merch is all boy. Only thing, though, I will say that um, with that is. Uh, Merch ain't cheap. <laughs> His merch, isn't I think the cheapest thing he had for sale was between forty or fifty bucks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, keep that in mind if you're gonna go see Travis on tour and you just have to get some merch. It ain't cheap, yo. <laughs> it's not cheap. Um, yeah, he he's charging damn near fifty dollars for for. A lot of shit. Some shit I saw for like ninety. I wanted to say, or maybe I was just reading it wrong. Maybe it was sixty, but I I could more. I saw some a couple things in his merch booth that were like for ninety bucks. I'm like full ha 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 hawk that. <laughs> no no artist will make me pay ninety dollars for for any fucking article of clothing with their image or brand on. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's not true. There's there's a couple. There's a couple. But it's only because it, it it's really fly. That's why. That's why. No, I can't lie. I I I, I can't lie. It just 
Like, if I was a Travis Scott fan, I probably would really want that shit. That was damn near a hundred dollars. So yeah. Hey, Travis make his money though. He's got a lot of nice merchandise. And a lot of nice merchandise. Uh, yes. So okay. Enough of that. Let's get into the show itself. So, uh, stage-wise, too, there he had these two stages. They were about the same size. Um, <clears throat> cleanse the palate so the mouth is not dry. Um, yeah. At these two stages, he had two stages. Um, you know, I'm not even going to get into the stages because uh, I, I can... I might spend a little time just to talk about the production itself because we we, we do need to talk uh, about that itself because that is something, uh, an issue I have to take note on and speak on. Uh, but, <clears throat> whoa, 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 was that bad? Yeah, just, just, let's just get into the show. So, Travis had three opening acts before him um and each one are is is well are well-known artists in their own right first up was um Shaq West mud boy or as I'm saying fuck boy because uh I think that's pretty much what he is um and if you don't know why, maybe you should go back a few episodes where I uh, touched on Mr. West and his, um, well, I didn't really touch too much on it, but, you know, I did speak a bit on um, a, an artist and their former relationship, uh, alleged relationship, I must, I guess I must say, with Mr. West and, um, how abusive it very much was. Uh, yeah, so I'm not a fan of Shaq West. On top of, you know, just for that, uh, for, with that reason, uh, not so alone, of course. Well, that should, that, that reason alone is enough for me to not really be a fan of him. Along with the fact, too, that, uh, I thought his Mud Boy album was, I thought it sucked, to be honest. That it just being real, just thought it sucked. Um, so you know, I was not really looking too much for Shaq West. Um, oh, and he signed to Travis's uh, own label called Cactus Jack. But yeah, I was not. Uh, I did, did kind of didn't really care much about Shaq. Uh, I know Mo Bumba is pretty much a hit this year. Um, oh, not pretty much. It is a hit this year. Let's be real. And, uh, I, I, I could care less about it. Um, but you know what? I will say Shaq came out and performed with a good amount of energy. Um, and yeah. That's about it I can really say about him. I mean, here's the thing. Um, 
<laughs> the performances for this show were very much on the same par. There wasn't too much that was very different about the performances for this show. And here's where we're going to have to talk a little bit about... Um, Criticism nitpicks like that straight up. Because, um, well, if you haven't been able to tell or hear from some of the past episodes I've recently done, um, I'm, I'm in my mid-twenties. Mid to late twenties, alright? This, you know, the Travis Scott fans are my generation, but I'm a little more old soul, kind of, I guess. Uh, if you haven't been able to tell uh, by, you know, the episodes I've done and, you know, my comments on the artists and music I've talked about on this show in the past, maybe you'll be able to tell that, um, yeah, I, I do prefer older artists. I do prefer... Uh, uh, an older sound most of the times, but I do like what's going on to nowadays, you know. Um, and like I said, I like Travis Scott's Astral World, you know. I wouldn't be here if I didn't like him at all. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the album. Uh, but when it comes to rap performances, I'm very, very picky. And uh, a lot has a lot to have to do with just me being sort of a product of. A certain era, a certain time, basically, um, being raised to a certain era and certain time of hip-hop. And experiencing and witnessing uh, a sp- certain kind of rap performances. Um, don't know what I mean? Go back and listen to my special episode about sound vision. And get a glimpse of that. Maybe you can understand where I'm coming from more. But yeah. Basically what I'm saying is. I'm very picky when it comes to rappers. And their performances. Because a lot of rappers. And this is. Can't even just say a lot of rappers really. You can just honestly say that this is a cliche. Of rap. Where rappers. Most rappers don't really give a fuck about. Their performance. Most rappers are lazy when it comes to performing. I I know it's, you know, not necessarily the thing or that cool today to have a DJ who actually knows how to work his, his setup. Who can actually scratch, who can actually mix very well, throw shit back to back, you know into each other, blend things into, you know, blend music, blend songs into each other very well. And then have a rapper who can engage with the crowd very well uh, and, 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 you know, has a good chemistry with his DJ and can have a set that's just killer from beginning to end and very smooth and, and just... Just have an actual show that's well put together. That's so hard to ask. 
And I know that's not something a lot of rappers do nowadays. Instead, what we're getting nowadays is we're getting a lot of guys come out and pretty much rap to the track, to the MP3, or the track, that you, as you've heard, as we, the listener, know it, on top of their vocals, yelling it, basically, jumping, counting down to five, four, three, two, go, or one, two, three, it just you know, getting the crowd more hype for every song, even when you don't need to do it. Like the slow song, we'd like the more melodic, more mellow song. We'll we'll need you to 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 count us in to lose our minds to that. No, we don't need that. We don't need that. All this with a DJ who who's who the only thing the DJ can do is play the next song and switch the volume down for certain parts for every other beat uh, for every other beat that the rapper is rapping on to like it's just predictable formulaic lazy rap performances the more rap shows you go to nowadays the more you'll see that I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. Sorry. I've seen too many artists from Tech Nine to uh, 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 um, to, to, to J. Cole even to um, to Kendrick Lamar or any of the TDE t- t- squad, you know, to trying to think who else have I seen <laughs> um dude I mean God. even Drake is not guilty of that shit so you know I, I that's basically where I'm getting it is to where when I'm you know I'm watching these guys like Check West Trippy Red who are the opening acts and even Travis is guilty of it as well this is what the ongoing theme of tonight's show was just pretty much getting the same performance just one person would take it up one notch than the last person Shaq West did it he was fine energy was on point that's the one thing I would give them is that they have the energy to hold throughout their set Jumping up and down, screaming all over the stage. They're not boring, but they're not original. They're not different with their performances. Um, each one. Trippy Ray came on right after Shaq, and what made Trippy one notch above better than Shaq was that I actually liked uh, Trippy's music. It wasn't trap again. Because this was pretty much a very trap rap show from beginning to end. But, you know, Entropy does do trap rap as well. Um, but Trippy, uh, uh, his, he has some songs that, that breaks it up a bit more. Um, what song do I, do I like that he did? Um, let me look it up. 
Was it taking a walk? No, no, it wasn't taking a walk. It wasn't taking a walk. It's actually the song he has with um is it it the song I think it's the song he has with Diplo right Wish that's what it is I think Wish is also on his album yeah Wish he did Wish and I like that Wish isn't uh, of course I think it's produced by Diplo uh, but yeah, it is produced by Diplo. But yeah, he did Wish, and 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 I like that song. I like Wish. Um, and that was a nice little break there for him. I don't like his singing voice; it gets a little annoying from time to time. But yeah, he he stepped it up a bit from Shaq because he's his sound is a little more is is a lot different from Shaq. Similar performance again, like I said. And then um, after him was Gunna. Gunna is an artist signed to, um, those who don't know Gunna, Gunna uh, is an artist signed to Young Thugs. Um, What is it it called? Is it Young Slime? I think that was called. Uh, Label, Young Thugs label. He signed to Young Thugs label, I believe. Um, Him and Lil Baby. Uh, another newer artist, they put out a joint project this year that really got a lot of um, attention. I think I, I think it just heard it went platinum as well. So yeah, but Gunna came out did his thing. I'm I know some of Gunna's songs, but nothing that I could do come off the top of my head with. But um, yeah, Gunna honestly. I was not really paying much attention to his performance because I'm not a big fan of Gunna. Um, as a matter of fact, I wasn't really even there to watch most of his performance at that. But, um, you know, I can't even talk about it. So, yeah, I'm just going to skip Gunna because, uh, I, like I said, I wasn't really there to, to, to witness that myself. Uh, really speak much on that. Um, and that's my fault so apologies for that for anyone who really wanted to hear my take on how was gonna at the Travis Scott show sorry can't really give you my opinion on that skip down on it um but yeah after those three uh which by the way very on time the show was they went on, they, the show started when they said it was going to start, when it was going to start, <laughs> the show started when they said it was going to start, and there was like only five minutes between each of the acts, uh, up until it was time for Travis, I think it was about like, what, maybe 15, 20 minutes, um, but, and, you know, uh, after Gunna, for, until Travis went on, um, because what they did was they had to bring down this big round a uh, uh, track like contraption or whatever 360 type contraption um, and this is where we're going to talk about production we're just going to talk about Travis and, and whatnot. and I'm not going to spend too much on it because like I said performance wise the performances were all pretty much the same 
Uh, just one thing taking it up a notch from the last ones. Um, and what took Travis's performance up a notch or made it very different from the last three, of course, other than him being the main act that everyone's there for, is the production. Um, the production for was freaking was was damn near pretty was pretty awesome I have to say to be honest um this you know contraption that I was just speaking about a uh, uh, not too, a minute ago um <laughs> okay so it's very similar to what Tommy Lee was saying he was going to sue Travis Scott for uh, this 360 contraption where you, you know you sit in it and you go upside down and around. You just keep looping upside down. It's just one big loop uh, back and forth. And yeah, Tommy Lee was known for having a drum set that did something similar to that when Molly Crew. But guess what, Tommy Lee? You didn't invent that. This is the only thing. You think you think that's it? You think that after you made that, after you got that Tommy Lee, that nobody else will ever do anything similar like that? Fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> you do not have it. It's not the Tommy Lee brand for that contraption, for that mechanism, whatever it is. It's not Tommy Lee branded. As far as I know, I mean, for all we know, Tommy Lee could actually literally have his name on that thing, and Travis Scott does have to give him some money. But as far as I know, he doesn't, and uh, Tommy Lee should calm the fuck down and shut the fuck up, okay? But, yeah. Yeah, that, um, pyro, smoke... All over the place, shooting fire from the top of the fucking uh, building, uh, rafters basically, uh, uh, curtains that come down on the side of the of of the entire place above the crowd that display different images and visuals and project them on there and shit like that was awesome. Then another track that comes down from say I have a freaking roller coaster car, uh, uh, car on it, and and he gets in it and he's riding it and he, there was a giant inflatable astronaut at one time at one point that came out from the stage like yeah this was a a, a, a the production for the shows you know was out. Uh, uh, this world, pun intended, I guess, <laughs> it was very top-notch, I have to say. Um, yeah, Travis, is, Travis definitely got some money for this show, man. He definitely definitely got the, the bag to put this show together. Um, nice budget, nice big-ass budget. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the performance, though, was the, the issue I had with well, the only issue I had with, I mean, it was, you know, it was a little smoother, you know, tracks back to back to back, you know, just back to back to back, starting with stargazing, 
uh, just like the album starts, you know, and, and then going into, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, stuff off the other albums like Mamacita and Beebs in the Trap and Through the Late Night and uh, all this stuff, you know. On top of the fact that Travis had an all-tune mic as well, keep that in mind, that started to get on my nerves like halfway through the show, especially when he fucking did the best song off of Astral World, uh, Stop Trying to Be God. He decided to pretty much, it's almost as if he thought, how can I underperform this song? As much as possible. Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll just go acapella halfway into the first verse. And just stop right after I do the hook. Acapella. Auto-tune. Completely. And then move on from that song. That's how I'll do the best fucking song off of my album. Yes, people. That's how he performed Stop Trying to Be God. If if that's your favorite song off of Afterworld as much as it is mine, then yes. You would be just as disappointed uh, and upset as I was. And that honestly made me take this the, the show down a grade. Because if this show was going to be great to me, uh, this, that made it like good. Just that alone. Like, it was horrible. He was offbeat. Uh, Auto-tuned at that. It just... Auto-tuned is not a good instrument. It's it's basically a pitch... A vocal corrector. Alright? It's for those who can't sing. It's not really supposed to be used... In a way... Like an instrument, I mean, it's, you know, I'm not getting into the whole auto-tune debate, okay? Leave auto-tune to T-Pain. Can we just leave auto-tune to T-Pain? Can we just do that, please? It worked best for him. He made a career out of it. He popularized it. Why are we trying to take auto-tune from T-Pain? Especially when we're, you know, if you're like Travis Scott, and you're trying to now sing your best songs Acapella. Fuck that. But yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it just, there was just some, the performance wise, just from the performer himself. Take away the production, the, 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 the big sound, the heavy bass sound, which was another thing, just that heavy, heavy, almost head banging, headache inducing bass gets. With these kind of shows, just really gets fucking annoying sometimes. Sometimes, like just turn, just turn it down, just a few trebles. Like just, just turn it down just a little, just two, two notches down. You're trying to, you're trying to crank it up to eleven hundred. Just keep, keep it at nine and a half, please. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I'm complaining, yeah, I'm nipping at some point. If you're a Travis Scott fan, you're probably listening to this, and you're like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's Travis Scott, it's Travis, it's the flame. 
What, did you like nothing about La Flame? No, I like La Flame. I like Travis, actually. Um, he, 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 he seemed a bit humble at some points, but he all seemed like he was, you know, I could tell he was still getting used to the fact that he is now this big and he's going into this big of a crowd, his own show. Um, it did seem like at some point the show, like he was still trying to bridge the gap between dead air and the next part of the set, you know, like he was trying, he wasn't just, you know, just stand there and just waiting for the next song to play, you know, or, or anything, you know, uh, uh, amateurish like that. Like, no, he, he tried to talk to the crowd. He, he. He was giving away merch and shit to the crowd. He was bringing members of all. This was actually the cool part. He was bringing uh, members uh, of the of people from the audience onto the stage. Well, onto these these ride like contraptions he had. You know the roller coaster and uh, in the, in the you know above the crowd the, the three sixty. Uh, um, mechanism that Tommy Lee is trying to sue him for. Like all these things he you know, he had like he would ride him with a, a a member of somebody from the audience, which was pretty cool. I thought that was dope. Like he was trying to actually give that theme park ride type feel in his show. So I, I dug that on top of the production. Uh the production was just stellar. Like really was like this was a really hell of a production he he had put together, um and yeah you know and a lot of the songs sounded really good. It's just this show really relied more on the performer meeting in the middle and seemed like everything else gave 50% and the performers themselves were given about 40, 42, maybe percent. Yeah. Maybe certain people. Um, but yeah, you know, honestly, I can't hate this show. Um, it's pretty memorable to me. Just, just the production I really can't over exaggerate on the production um, or oversell it like just the production is really it's really a spectacle it's really um, um, somewhat mesmerizing to see especially for a rap show man especially for a rap show like because you don't really see that this kind of production and this much into an arena concert tour like this for rap, you see it mostly with pop. So you know, it's something that really got to my hat off to and, and really um, um, spotlight. So uh, rating wise, my rating is normally I say it's not for me if it's a bad show, or I say it was an all right show uh, if it was mediocre or average. You know, or I say, I'll, I'll make, tell a friend about it if it's not bad. Or I'll say, I'll see, I'll go to the next tour this artist has uh, if the show was good. Um, and then I'll catch the next show if it was a great show. That's how my rating breaks down. Um, this one, I will say, I'm, I'm, I'm really in between a not bad 
and a good show. Like I would tell somebody about this show. Like, yeah, it was it was cool and this happened and that happened and whatnot. But I don't know if I want to go to the next tour or not. So you know what? I'm just gonna sit with it wasn't bad. Definitely was not bad show. So I would definitely tell somebody about it. I'm telling y'all about it. You know, I could just act like I didn't see it. But no, I, I had to tell y'all about it. Um, Travis Scott, of course, is a big name in, in music right now. And, um, you know, this is, you know, this is, uh, this, this was, this was a very interesting show to catch. Um, I guess I could say the same thing about this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, Travis Scott, Astro World, Wish You Were Here Tour. Uh, yeah, not a bad show, not a bad show, I will say, um, just, just rappers, man, like, y'all gotta step your games up, man, like, if, why, if y'all see one person doing something similar to your set, why don't you try to top it, I mean, come on now, you're all screaming the same, you're all saying the same thing to hype up the crowd, you DJs all know, all only know one or two things to do on the damn console. Come on. Do a little more, y'all. Just do a little more. Give them a little more crap of your show. I can't say Travis doesn't give a crap of the show because this show's production would have not been as stellar as it was if he didn't give a crap about his show. But you know, this is a lot has to do with Travis Scott. So you know I Travis style so I, I can't really fault him that much on his performance because he, he, he did his, he did what's him. And again, the production, man, just the theatrics of everything was just really fucking, uh, 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 it was just a spectacle. It was just something really cool to see alone. So, yeah, that's it. I'm not going to spend too much time on this anymore. Um, If you wanted to argue with me about this or whatever, I don't care. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at GhostDoggyDog. It's G-H-O-S-T-D-A-W-G-Y-D-A-W-G. And uh, we can talk more about Travis, rap performances, other concerts, other things in music, all this other shit, whatever you want to talk about we can talk about it over there on my Twitter and Instagram at Ghost Dog. One more time to spell it out for you. G-H-O-S-T-D-A-W-G-Y-D-A-W-G. And that is all folks. Hope y'all have a safe night. Uh a safe day, blessed day, whatever. Happy time, happy week. Um, hope you enjoy the show. Subscribe. You know, uh keep listening. And go out and catch a show, man. Go out and catch a show. Get out. Go see a concert. Go see this show if you want to. If you want to go see it, go check it out. I, I definitely would recommend checking out this this concert, uh, this tour, uh, if you get the chance. It's definitely it's definitely something to see for your own, see for yourself, uh, see with your own eyes. So catch this show if you want to, just like you did catch this show. And I'm gonna catch you. Next time, a piece.
and cosplay or whatever it's like ladies night or whatever it's like wrestling or whatever it's like parenting or whatever it's like anime or whatever it's like spiritual warfare or whatever it's like great friends awesome people coming around doing what we do best or whatever you should watch, listen, and follow, or whatever. It's like a podcast or whatever. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.